Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Our number two child has been having a pretty good year. He has. I'm kind of amazed. And I think we've come to the conclusion that the biggest part of it is the gut-brain connection that his psychiatrist stumbled on or had been researching about or connected for us and gave him some probiotics. And his capacity for self-control was almost immediately increased. Yes, he is noticeably, by everyone, often happy. This was like kind of wild because like we've talked before about how your depression means that you have happy, but it doesn't go all the way up to 10. Like you don't have extra happy. Extra happy gets up to like eight. That's kind of wild. Yeah. But this kid, like his happy dial never went above five. It was never above like content. I never saw it get to four most of the time. He was never happy. Like he could find content. He could find amused. He could find entertained. Mm-hmm. Distracted. He, distracted. Um, he could... Engaged. Engaged, yeah. But not genuinely happy. Not like outright joyful. No. Which is a terrible thing because he's a kid. Yeah. And you should be allowed to have that. You know? But he didn't until we found the probiotics. Yes. And so now he's got the happy and it makes it easier for him to do everything. Yeah. Everything. And it's... It's kind of great. And stop doing things and be redirected and... He's so much more redirectable, so much more um, compliant. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that as in like being a sheep doing everything you're told, because that will never be our child. That won't be any of our children. Ever. (laughs) But I mean like this kid... This is the kid who, if you asked him to pick up his underpants off the floor in the hallway, he would tell you to fuck off. And now he will say, ugh, and go do it. Or he'll just say, okay. That is is wild to hear him say, okay, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And go do the thing. That's just nuts. Like, this is never a thing that happened. But the other thing that happens with this kid is that every year at the end of the school year, Mm -hmm. something about like he has been maintaining all year and he's all out of maintenance to give. We know what that feels like. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I can sympathize, but I only sympathize until we have to go pick him up for a suspension or we have to go and sign behavior report or whatever. Yeah, I had no sympathy the other week. You are correct. Because we are now at the end of the school year. And he had gotten a virus, so that always compromises him further. Uh Uh-huh. Because at least one of the meds he takes consistently over the last few years, we noticed that when he's sick, it does not operate the way it would on other days. Correct. It's like he throws a baby out with the bathwater. Uh-huh. The meds go with the germs, and he doesn't have that extra help. And even in absence of that explanation that the doctor gave us, nobody has an easy time being polite when they're sick. Nope. So, I mean, even though the doctor has explained to us the mechanism by which the immune response negates the medicine, Mm -hmm. still, I mean, it's understandable that a kid is slightly more unpleasant when they are ill. Yes. But tell me about the pattern of him getting ill. Well, his mother mentioned this one of the last couple times I picked him up from her house. She said she talked to him about the factor that it doesn't look good that every time he comes to her house for a couple days, he ends up homesick 
from school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's been kind of clear that he was playing her like, I don't feel good. I shouldn't go to school today. And she's, you know, she's that enabling parent, which with a neurotypical child might lead to a little bit of entitlement, but mostly functional. Our child is not a neurotypical child, but this time he actually was sick. He was sick and he does seem to be more susceptible to whatever she has. Like like you and I don't typically catch what each, each other has. We have different kind of immune systems. Right. I don't usually get what he has. Mm-hmm. He doesn't usually get what I have, etc. I never got what she had right. whenever she was sick, but he seems to. And I mentioned that to her. I said, he seems to get what you're getting. He may be more susceptible to that. And she pointed out he may also be more susceptible to whatever stressors he's having due to the factor that she has a handful of illnesses that stress him, that she's sick. Yes. So the suggestion from the psychiatrist was during the times he is apt to be more stressed, we should give him a probiotic at night as well. And that would be likely good for the rest of the school year. The end of the school year is stressful. And this year particularly because he's coming to the end of elementary school and he has to go to middle school next year. Yeah. And I think he's got that, oh my gosh, new big thing where he's consciously excited about it, but subconsciously super worried about it. Mm -hmm. So that's a problem. Right. But even so, he goes to school after having had one day homesick. Was this right after spring break that, no, it was, he had been there for, okay. He goes to her house for the weekend. She's going to take him to school on Monday, but he doesn't doesn't go on Monday. Mm -mm. She takes him on Tuesday because she's starting to see him not exactly exhibiting the same symptoms that she thinks he should be. He still had a cough. He was still probably a little under the weather. He was because then we had a problem. Mm Mm-hmm. So he spent an extra day and he didn't have probiotics that morning Uh because I didn't send probiotics for four days. I sent probiotics for three days. He had meds for four days because you have given her like whole bottles of his meds. Yes, he, he has plenty of meds there. She said she had some probiotics there, and I didn't prompt the give him his probiotics. Yeah. So, But I do know he didn't have them that morning because we discussed it later when he was calmer. So I did get a call from him when he was at school with some complaint or another. Which is a thing that regularly happens after he's been at his mother's. He'll have a hard day at school. Yeah. Usually it's in the form of an email coming home from his teachers. Like Sometimes it's a phone call, though. Sometimes it's like a phone call. He's just had a, a bee sting on the playground, or he's tripped on the playground or something. He needs to call me. Because you are his safety, you are his security. When everything is wrong, he talking to you helps him recenter. As long as my colon isn't falling out, yes. <laughs> so he called. I intended mm-hmm. to go there at lunchtime and bring the new meds to his school for that this month. Right. And before I could, I was just getting in the car to do that. And his principal called and said, you have to come and get him. He's suspended. Uh-huh. And I, I wasn't happy. No. You know, this thing does not make me happy when I have to change everything at work and leave there and go get him. Mm-hmm. So much so that I inadvertently locked my keys and the agency's keys in my car while I was getting out to go in and turn in the agency keys to the guy at the desk so I could go pick him up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now the guy at the desk knows me. Right. And uh, he was very kind. He said, just take my car, go get the kid and right. your keys and then come back. So I mm-hmm. did. It was great. 
And uh, I was so mad when I got to the school, but I was calming down. Mm-hmm. until the principal said he was suspended for three days. Now, I had said to the principal on the phone, why can't he have an in-school suspension? And the principal said, because I can't do that when there's been violence. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't thrilled with that answer, but I thought, okay, I'm going to go home and get him, and he'll go back to school tomorrow. Mm-hmm. When I got there and the principal said he's suspended for three days, I was so mad I couldn't even talk. Right. And I didn't even look at the kid because looking at him was not going to help anything while I was angry. Right. He knew I was angry and it was more helpful that I didn't look at him. Yeah. And, you know, lesson learned, I needed to try to talk to the principal more mm-hmm. about this. Right. That this is not the best way to handle a kid who doesn't want to be at school anyway. Yeah. But... Yeah, he made it pretty clear, like a lot of kids do, that suspension is a reward, not a punishment. Yes. And I didn't have the present skill set at that moment to do that. All I could do was not turn into an asshole and take my kid. There you go. I put him in the car. I told him not to talk. He mostly didn't because he knew I was mad. Mm-hmm. We drove to my office. And I was, you know, when I locked the keys in the car, I was at a meter <gasps> because I had pulled over to answer the phone from the school. Ugh. So I had to put money in the meter before I left. Ugh. The other guy's car was in a meter, so when I came back, I had to put money in the meter. Uh-huh. So I got the kid. I went up in the you know office. I rearranged my whole schedule. I took him home. So that you could be off for three yeah. days? Yeah. And uh, I couldn't see a way around it. I wasn't going to send him to his mom's. No. He had just come from there. It wasn't her turn. So we spent three days home doing fifth grade homework, which could drive any normal person insane. Because he had his teacher was smart enough to put the work in his backpack, knowing he was going to be gone. Right. And then he had things to catch up on. Yeah. We went to his appointment with the psychiatrist. And this time, because it was warm out, he was wearing shorts. Yes. And she noticed the pattern on his legs, which shows up more in his legs, but it's on his arm too. Uh-huh. This lenticular pattern. Okay. That his mother had decided a month or so ago that it was an autoimmune problem. Because... He's had this pattern on his legs. His doctor, his pediatrician, sent him for a cardiovascular check, all kinds of tests. You know, we did this back when his legs were hurting. and then, When they found the broken bone. Right. They then, because of the patterns on his legs, his doctor then sent him for cardiovascular check with the ultrasound. Well, here's the thing that I didn't realize until I talked to the psychiatrist who saw these patterns on his legs and said, oh, he has those lenticular patterns. That's typical of the med he's taking, but it's a benign symptom. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So... It relaxes the vascular system and makes the skin blotchy. Yes. And she said you often see it on an infant. Yes. blotchy skin. But it's a benign... Symptom. Okay. However, he was complaining to her about his legs. So she said, well, we can back off on his med that's doing that. Mm-hmm. And that was the other week. So we went down a little bit in the morning pill and we we're supposed to start going down in the evening pill. However... What happened when you decreased the amount of his psych med? More psych symptoms. Oh. Bad. Yeah. He's become more reactive... Just so much and more weepy mm-hmm. and more poor me Yep, and more I'm so persecuted Yes, by having to go to school and do schoolwork and How dare be responsible. How dare we maintain expectations of him the same as we do of every other child his age in the country? Hopefully. Not true, but you know, that would be well, nice. Well, I would say, yeah. Okay. Not every. So the point the is majority. that 
He can still be happy, but his capacity has been reduced by reducing the meds. Yes. And with the stress of the end of the school year, I decided last night after his major meltdown, mm-hmm. because he, he comes home, he's at grandma's, okay? There's no poor me when you've just been at grandma's house. No. He was at grandma's because he can't go to after school program. Because he's more reactive and he gets more in trouble there. They don't have as many supports for behaviors. And he got in trouble last Friday. And rather than have him kicked out this week, I've been managing him to get him on the bus and then come home. Grandma's is also very permissive. Uh Uh-huh. It's very loud there. They always have their TV turned up to 11. But there's also terrible snacks the children love. Uh Uh-huh. And... You do whatever you want the whole time. And then he comes home and he's, I could tell he's still really tense and wound up and he wants to have fun and he's not been able to apply the fun to his misery. (laughs) And uh, he says, I just want to go fly this kite. And I said, fine, go fly a kite. (laughs) He had an actual kite that had been gifted him for Easter by grandma. (laughs) Yeah. And it pleased me to just be able to say, yeah, go fly your kite. (laughs) So he did. But he still couldn't find the happy. And um, so I thought, he's just got to be back on the med. And if we want to try this, we'll try it at the end of the school year. So I will have to call his mother today and tell her that. Mm-hmm. And I did tell him this morning. I said, look, this hasn't been going as good as we'd like. I'm going to give you your whole pill this morning. Mm-hmm. Not the half. And we'll try again when school's over and you don't have this much stress. And he said, okay. Like he recognizes, and in in additional discussion, he recognized and acknowledged that he has been more sad and more angry with half a pill. Yes. And he took the pills and off he went. Yes. So. And it was interesting because like last night when he couldn't find any happy at all, we had company. And this is like our teacher friend that has been his daycare worker, daycare teacher, babysitter since he was... And her partner. Yes. And their new baby and their new puppy. And he he usually loves all that attention. Oh, yeah. And... Instead, he sat in his room and moped, laying on the floor. Mm Mm-hmm. Did he give a reason for the mopage? He said his day was too stressful. He didn't hardly get any recess because he had work to do into recess time. So he only got like two minutes of recess and he didn't get to run around and get his stress out. And he didn't get to have any fun. And then he also told this to his mother who then said to him, well, when I pick you up from school tomorrow, do you want to run around then? And he said, no. (laughs) And I think that's good because she's starting to pick up on these things. She had for a long time attributed his unhappiness to environmental causes. And, you know, her unhappiness is partially organic and partially environmental. She wants to see him like a little her and say, oh, you have all these big problems. You just can't deal with them. We should coddle you and help you find the happy. And it's good that she's finally starting to see Oh, no, sometimes he really is just being an asshole. Yeah, and he doesn't want to be. It makes him unhappy. No, he doesn't. But he doesn't have a way out of it. Right. And he has had a way out of it with the probiotics and the meds working at the same time. Yes. And we know this example because he's done so well all year, a more and more stable year, Uh with one other exception. And that was during spring break when his brother was here. Yes, and this was kind of a weird thing. And I was completely unsettled about it from the moment I heard about it. 
from the moment it was mentioned, I was like, oh, something about this doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. because his mother had arranged for his biological half-brother to come to town and was supposedly going to stay with her, but we know that those things never work out. And he has a lot of the same challenges that our child does. He has. He has mostly outgrown them, mm-hmm. and he has found a partner who helps him deal with what he hasn't outgrown. Mm-hmm. But it still just, it, it didn't feel right to me. I knew that something wasn't going to go right, but we still had to try it out. We still had to let it play well, out. Well, yeah, he, he wanted to spend time with his brother. And I know other people don't understand his need for a schedule. Apparently, they don't understand the need for his meds either. Yeah. Because he got completely off schedule because he stayed with his brother mm-hmm. at the brother's grandma's. Yeah. And stayed up, like, texted me at two o'clock in the morning. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And That's not okay. Another one of the days, right before he went to his mother's for his birthday party, he didn't have his meds the night before or that morning. Ugh. And then he got to his mom's, and she thought he's probably just off schedule, but didn't find out till later he hadn't taken his meds. Because he got there, and she asked him to do some little thing, and he told her to F off. And she was like, whoa, that hasn't happened in a long time. Not in months. No. But his brother also didn't seem to believe he had asthma. The child told me this. Number two child told me, my brother doesn't think I have asthma because... Mm-hmm. And I said, well, the doctor says you do, and you've had a pulmonary test that says you do. Yeah. He seems to have a sports asthma that's exacerbated by grass, because he gets it the worst when he's playing soccer or baseball or something out of grass. Right, right, right. And when he was at his mother's, who doesn't have grass in her yard, he did not get an asthma attack. Right. Although for a while, she had been ignoring the asthma attacks he had been having and calling them panic attacks. Yes. But, but that, was, not... that was last year when he was playing baseball. Yes. Yeah. So more recently. So more recently, he got off, a, off schedule and didn't have meds, and it went very poorly for him. Yes. But we got him right back on the meds, right back on the probiotics, and he got right back on track because then he came back here and... And in a matter of like two days at the end of spring break that, that weekend... Mm-hmm. I was like, is he going to be able to recover from this in time to get to school on Monday and, and have a did. day? And he did. He did. He did. I was kind of amazed. Yeah, because I gave him the probiotics at night. Then I gave it to him the next morning. And he was back on schedule. And he knows what to expect here. Yes. He doesn't always want it. True. But he knows what to expect. Routine helps kids. It really does. It especially helps him. Yes. Because he already has other things that he doesn't know what to do with. Right. But he does know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yes. Some kids are flexible. Some kids are adaptable. Most kids benefit from having structure and most kids will experience emotional or behavioral detriment when their parents don't have the self-control or self-discipline to maintain structure on their behalf. Well, and the rest of the world we live in has a fair amount of structure, whether anyone likes it or not. Right. Otherwise, we wouldn't get up at dark o'clock in the morning, as you call it, uh-huh. all winter long. Right. We would adjust our schedules according to right. other circumstances. We would. And we don't do that. Nope. Not in the world we live in. So. Nope. So that's a thing. Yeah. Humbug. He does seem pleased to 
right now, even though he's not going to the kids club, he does seem pleased about his ability to maintain a morning schedule. Uh-huh. Granted, I'm doing a fair amount of it, but I'm doing it in a way to help him start to do it himself again. Yes. He has a checklist. Mm-hmm. And I have make sure he's all ready, and then I have him set a timer. Yes. And then I let him have a screen until the timer goes off, because otherwise I don't know what he'll get into. Right. That is true. And I have to leave for work. So, yeah, this is the thing that happened, and I think both of our kids, number two and number three, have had this experience in the past two years of they used to have more chores than they used to be good about their chores, and now they both have gotten really avoidant with regard to their chores. And with number two, it's primarily environmental. And with number three, I think it's developmental that she's just becoming a teenager and placing a whole lot more value on her social time than than on her responsibilities. But this is something we need to work on both of them with, I think. Yeah, she relies on that you'll forget. Yes, she does. Yeah, and I'm not reminding you because that causes trouble for me. So I'm not doing that. So she's going to do things or not do things. But the thing is, she does something if you ask her to. Yes. And she just gets up and does a thing. And that's what I told the boy this morning, um, since I knew he'd be calmer. I said, last night, you're laying on your floor crying about... I wouldn't give you my phone to play, and your sister has a phone, and she's had a phone since she was five or six, and I told you it's not my choice, but I'm going to tell you what else. Tell me the last time her mother did her laundry, washed, dried, or folded it. Tell me when. And he sat there thinking, and he said, I don't know. And I said, that's because it's been over five years that she has done her own laundry, wash, dry, fold, and put away. Yes. When was the last time I did your laundry, son? Yesterday? Correct. Mm-hmm. Do you see the difference? He says, I have to do my laundry for five years before I can have a phone. <laughs> I said, no, you have to do your laundry and your other chores like you're supposed to and show me the responsibility. And when you're doing that, then you can have the things. Yes. Show me responsibility. Uh Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying to you. Yeah. And that's an... Again, that's that's the thing with, like, they used to both have chores that happened every day. And I think part of this went by the wayside when number one moved out. Yeah, part of it did when... Right before that, when... Number two child went out of state with his mom. And then came back and says, I don't make my own lunch anymore. And I don't, don't ask me to do chores. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. And guess what? You're not on track to get a phone anymore. Right? Surprise. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So he likes to poor, poor me when he gets low on his meds. Um, I shouldn't say he likes to. He ends up doing that. Yes. He ends up in that spot. It's a pattern of his. And I'm trying to get him to recognize that. Yeah, I I don't know if he's going to be able to recognize it as a choice. It's sort of like the the old metaphor that you always see, you know, first time around I fell in the hole, second time around I fell in the hole, but I noticed why. Third time around I fell in the hole, but I, you know, I tried not to, but I slipped. Fourth time I walked around the hole. Yeah. You know? Right. And the other thing I really need to teach him, and I have been working on in increments over the years, is Mm -hmm. when you don't take your meds, you don't recognize the problem. Right. And that happens to lots of people. Oh, yeah. Who take psych meds. And when they stop, they can't find their way back because they don't have their meds to help them find their way back. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. So uh, what's missing here? Yeah. take Take a look at what's missing here. Uh huh. So when he's feeling better, he's been back on his meds for a few days, his full meds, then I can have a conversation with him about, so notice when this happened, when we reduced your meds, and then everything seemed so much harder. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes he comes up with a, but this also. 
Yeah, he so doesn't. So when he does that, then I wait until that fades mm-hmm. and I try again. Yeah, because when he's doing that, what I've seen is he's trying to avoid the personal responsibility for it. You know, like if you're pointing out that my meds help me function, then I see that being you tell me I need to be responsible for my meds and I don't like being responsible. But once he's a little further out of it, then he'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess I can be responsible, which is the change that we've seen with the probiotics Mm -hmm. helping the psych meds over the past year. Yep. So parenting. Whee! (laughs) (laughs) Parenting has been extra tiring while I've been sick. It has been, and you have been sick. You got uh, the upper respiratory infection that the boy had had, but he beat it a lot faster than you did. He takes an antiviral as one of his psych meds. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, huh. Uh-huh. Well. Well, I don't. You do not? Plus, I'm old. There is that. Yeah. So mine became bronchitis and tried not to become almost pneumonia. Oh, hush. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a long running joke from the time that I had almost pneumonia. They did a chest x-ray and they said, well, when I listen to your chest, it sounds like pneumonia. But when we took the x-ray, we couldn't find any, you know, fluids, fluids or whatever. But you have every other symptom of pneumonia. You're wheezing and your your chest sounds like it's popping and gurgling when you breathe. And, and I said, well, that's, you know, it probably doesn't show up because I have singer's lungs. I have differently trained myself to breathe differently. And the deep breathing that I do every day on, on, on the job, just like the exercises, the breathing exercises that I showed you how to do to help keep your stuff from becoming pneumonia. Because you were still teaching music then. I was still teaching music at the time. I had almost pneumonia. Yeah, you came home and said, no, I don't have pneumonia. I have almost pneumonia. And I just rolled my (laughs) eyes at you. Like, let's not admit this is walking pneumonia. Oh, what? We're going to call it almost pneumonia. No, no walking pneumonia. That's not a medical diagnosis. Right. Neither is almost pneumonia. Well, that's what the doctor said, so it is a diagnosis. Yeah, you took that and ran with it. (laughs) I'm not sick. I don't have pneumonia. I almost do. And at the time I said that, you pointed out that there was a gendered component to that. That like, you know, I didn't want to be sick. Sick is weak and weak is not. That's right. You won't have that. I won't. Nope. I refuse. That's right. So anyway, parenting is chugging along with... Two kids who are almost middle schoolers. We should probably be more scared than we are. We probably should, but one of them's already acting like a middle schooler anyway, and the other one's already scary enough as it is. (laughs) Only lately. Yeah, we'll see if that tones down. Yeah. So, is that it? I think that's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening!
I'm kind of amazed. And I think we've come up to the... I make words. So you say. (laughs) I haven't heard them. (laughs) And I think we've come to the conclusion stumbled on or had been researching about or connected for us and gave him some probiotics. And it was almost immediate that his behavior, his ability, uh, his capacity for self-control was almost immediately increased. You can tell that this is morning because you can't find the words. <laughs> it is morning. And you throw another one and another one in there <laughs> so you get the one you want. It's the way I do it. Yeah. They did a test. What was the test? It's the- almost in my brain. They x-rayed, they CAT scanned, they, I don't know, the the circulatory test? The other thing the, where they check things with the, put gel on there and... Ultrasound? Ultrasound! Haha. <laughs> so start the sentence again. Okay. <laughs> Alright, any other gendery stuff about parenting? Parenting. Hmm, who knows? Probably. Okay. I think that's it. Maybe you're supposed to ask that first. No, you're fine. I was looking at, there's a very bright yellow bird with a red head right out there. Oh my goodness. I've never seen one of those. Looks like somebody's parakeet got out or something. No, it's not. It's a wild bird. It is a wild bird? Yeah. Because I've heard that bird. Wow. i got to take a picture of that. Okay. So we can wrap up in just a second then. Go ahead and get your phone and take the picture. I don't know if I can get my phone. Before it flies away. Here, you want mine? Oh, nope. There it went. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Let's finish our... Tell the neighbors what they saw and Mm -hmm. see if they've seen it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyway, parenting is chugging along.